630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Very difficult day, tough day. They're good men. Um, poured their heart and soul into the Edmonton Oilers for the last uh, two and a half years. Um, I had a tough night last night, sleepless night, and called uh, Mr. Cates this morning and told him that uh, I felt I needed to make a decision. Um, and uh, obviously told Tip and Jim this morning, and I made a decision to uh, hire uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson to come in to um, and replace them, uh, Tip and uh, Jim. Um, and I've, I've got a relationship with, with uh, Woody that goes back to 2005 when Mike Babcock hired him as a video coach for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, you know, he's worked under Mike Babcock. He's worked under Todd McClellan. has done a great job in Bakersfield here the last three, four years uh, as the head coach. So and Dave Manson's done a wonderful job um, in developing the young defenseman down there. Um, together so um, a very difficult tough day um, you know I think that um, we were in here probably a couple weeks ago and I felt that when we were on that stretch 2-11 and 2 there was a lot of circumstances why we were 2-11 and 2 you know a lot of injuries and lots of things and, and uh, we went on a 5-0 and 1 stretch heading into the break uh, we were healthy and you know, with 38 games remaining, I just felt that I needed to uh, make a move because um, uh, we still control our own fate, but uh, we got to get cracking here and start winning some games. Well, there's no doubt about that as it has happened again. The Edmonton Oilers are changing head coaches. Dave Tippett is out as his associate coach, Jim Playfair. Coming up from the farm, Jay Woodcroft, who has been very successful with the Bakersfield Condors. He's joined by his assistant, Dave Manson. And, of course, Woodcroft, previously uh, previously an assistant head coach with the Oilers under Todd McClellan a few years ago. Lately, the numbers have been really ugly for the Oilers coming off these two losses this week in which they only scored scored one goal they're 7-13 and 3 in their last 23 games if you take that over an 82 game season that's 60 points so that is the pace they've been playing at lately ever since starting the season 16 and 5 their overall points percentage for the season is 557 if they finish the season with a 557 points percentage that would put them at 91 points, which most years wouldn't be good enough to make the postseason. They're currently six points out of third in their division. They're five points out of the second wildcard spot. They have some work to do. They are not way, way out of it. Making the playoffs is not unattainable, but they're clearly in need of a spark, and Ken Holland decides to light that spark today with the coaching change. And Holland was also asked about, uh, you know, where's the accountability? Who is really responsible for this underperforming club? You know, I built the team. I think that obviously it's probably why we're here today, right? Um, the, the, wild, the wild swings, you want to play consistently, and we probably... I think if I had the answer or, or anybody had the answer, we, we wouldn't be having those wild swings. I, I think there's things involved in that. Uh, you know, everybody's had injuries, but I think there was a stretch there when, when anything that could go wrong did go wrong. But I think that um, that's obviously part of the reason why I made the, the move today. All right. So coming up is Jay Woodcroft. And his record with the Condors, uh, pretty good. 
105 wins since he went there in 1819, a 586 points percentage. Pretty respectable. The Condors lately under a uh, on a 12-1 and 4 stretch. That's pretty good. He uh, three years as the assistant coach with the Oilers before he went to the Condors. Seven years with San Jose before that. He was always strongly tied to Todd McClellan, and he started uh, in the Detroit organization as a video coach prior to going to the Sharks with McClellan. And Ken Holland commented on his belief that Woodcroft's going to do a good job here. You know, he started out in in the National Hockey League as a video coach. So, you know, they watched tons and tons of video. So I think he's, you know, Keith Gretzky's down there every day um, with Bakersfield. Jay is very detailed. Um, His teams play very detailed. He brings a lot of passion and energy to the rink. You know, I, I, I like that he's paid his dues. He was a video coach, and then he went with, with Todd McClellan to San Jose. He went on the bench. He was an assistant coach. Then he obviously came here with Todd, and then he went down to uh, Bakersfield, and, you know, they won the Pacific Division Championship last year. They started out 0-5. It was a short and 40-game season, and looked like the team was a little bit on the rocks, and he got it together, and they uh, they won the Pacific Division Championship in a pandemic year. Um this year, I think they were, I looked the other day, I haven't looked, I think they were sixth overall in winning percentage in the American Hockey League the other day. You know, we got a, a, a team of lots of young defensemen. Um, it was, I went to the final, you know, second round in about 18, 19. So, you know, he's, he's been down there for four years. Again, I think he's detailed, energy, passion. He's been been on the bench in the National Hockey League as an assistant coach. He's been in the room in all those meetings for since 2005. He's now ran his own bench for four years. And I think he's had a lot of success. And then, then I, I watch Bakersfield a lot on the computer and get there occasionally live. But uh, I watched lots of their games. And he does a, um, I like the way the team plays down there. They're, they're, they're very detailed and that's what I would expect that he was going to bring up here. Okay, well the Oilers are going to need some details. So first of all with with Dave Tippett being fired, obviously uh, a lot of his uh, and we've had a lot of topics on this show about Dave Tippett. I remember a couple weeks ago we did an open line segment and I said if you could have a coffee with Dave Tippett for 10 or 15 minutes, what would you say, Tip, I want you to do this with the team. You know, I asked you to pick one thing. I got some really interesting calls that night. Here, and I'm not saying I'm the be-all and end-all for uh, analyzing what's going on. We're going to have plenty of open time, uh, open line time a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Certainly, I've heard from you on Inside Sports and on Overtime Open Line after games with Rob Brown a lot for the last couple months about Dave Tippett, what you don't like, what you wanted to see change. I know a lot of you wanted him fired. I know a lot of you have wanted him, I shouldn't say a lot, some of you have wanted him fired for a while. Um, Here are my two main criticisms of Tippett and and one I I talked about a lot and sometimes we talked about even when the team was winning and as great as McDavid and Dreisaitl are I think he plays them too much and there's too much reliance on those two guys go out do whatever you need to do uh, take the puck razzle dazzle whatever just just win us the game and play 23 minutes 24 minutes 25 minutes now maybe some nights you have to do that certainly those guys are going to play a lot on the power play uh, and they're very special players. But I think that wears them down after a while. And and the one thing I have said, I, I think that that has, to some extent, disenfranchised the role players on the team. Every, everybody knows their role on the team. Sure, everybody likes to score, and there should be the expectation that if you have an opportunity, you're, you're going to score when, when you can. But we, some guys are supposed to check or block shots or prevent goals or win face-offs or kill penalties. 
uh, or protect leads late in games. It, it seems to me McDavid and Drysdale were the number one or number two choice to do almost all of those things, except perhaps for penalty killing, uh, especially for McDavid. But I, I think you get my gist. And for you know a coach that said when he was hired how impressed he was that a few years ago St. Louis and Boston started their fourth lines in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. It seemed to me he didn't often give those players the opportunity to really get into the game and make an impact. Now, maybe it's a chicken and egg thing. You know, I, I, I might be saying, well, you didn't give those guys enough ice time. Dave Tippett might say, well, they didn't play well enough to get the ice time. Okay, well, back and forth we could go. But, um, you know, Rob Brown has commented that, you know, he played in the NHL and he said, when you're on the bench for a long time, it's hard to get back into the game and make an impact. And you don't feel like you're having as big an impact on the outcome of the game as perhaps you would like. I will also tell you this, you know, I, I, I've talked to guys who have played in the NHL. I, I've even been in touch with uh, not a lot of people, but a couple of people who are part of other organizations who have said, absolutely. Those guys play too much. And there's not enough involvement from from other guys. Now, Dave Tippett's not the first coach to have done that here. It's probably at times irresistible to put those players out on the ice. But I, I do think there are players who were brought in to execute other roles who at times have not been given the opportunity to, to do that, to execute those roles or be, or be rewarded for, for playing well. And we've talked about Perlini and McLeod and guys like that who a couple times have had pretty good games and still played well under 10 minutes. Uh, so for, now for me, uh, that would be my criticism of number one of Tippett. The other one, you know, more recently, that they, they were often getting beat the same way over and over again. And the Oilers give up a ton of odd man rushes. And they, they don't get that many themselves. And we saw Vegas do it, Chicago do it these last two games, stretching the ice, you know, catching the Oilers, getting in for odd man rushes, open shots from the slot. Um, now, I think some of that is, is players have to do better. Absolutely. I, I think some of that is inexperienced players still learning the NHL. Absolutely. But I, I also think when it's that problem over and over again, there has to be some sort of adjustments with the defending to prevent that those would be my my main two things i know i heard a bunch of other things uh again we're going to do a bunch of calls later on um but those would be my main two things when it comes to dave tippett uh am i a little bit surprised today i am um certainly not i mean given the last two games because we we know how it went they were two eleven and two and Holland came out and spoke and said he doesn't want to make a coaching change and, and he thinks the answers are in the room. And, they, you know, they were missing players a lot of times in December and January. Well, they got some players back and they added to Vander Kane and they went 5-0-1. And it seemed like, okay, things are, are steadied a little bit. And then, I mean, they stunk basically the last two games. I mean, they couldn't do anything against Vegas. Again, they fall behind early against Chicago. Yes, they had opportunities in the second period. Ultimately, they didn't pay off and and they lose again. So I'm thinking, all right, if, if this continues out of the all-star break, he might have to do something. So I, I'm a little surprised he acted this quickly. I thought that there might be, you know, another week or so of games to see how it went. But Ken Holland decides to make the change today. So uh, with tip it out, what tactical changes are needed? Holland commented on that. I've watched a lot of Bakersfield games, so I, I know how Bakersfield... This is the NHL, that's Baker, that's the American League. So it's... yeah. They're similar, but they're, they're, they're two different animals. Um, 
but but certainly when you have do things and have success, there's certain things that he believes in that that um, I think no matter what hockey play, what level are going to be important. And they, he's you know he's attention to again. I'm, I'm not saying that you know sometimes you just need a different voice. You know, not not saying that Dave Tippett didn't do attention to detail. But I think Reed asked me about what things does. Um, does he do um you know so i think sometimes it's a different voice sometimes it's a change i talked to three or four or five of our players this morning talked to connor talked to leon i talked to darnell you know shortly after i made the decision and i, I informed tip and and jim playfair and i feel incredible responsibility today um they're good people they're they're good hockey people i don't like to press conferences in July, uh, January letting or February letting people go when there's half the season to go. So, you know, certainly um, part of the decision today is decisions that I've made, but um, we've got 38 games to try to make it right. And I just felt that I needed to make a change to try to get some different results. All right, and they'll try to get a different result starting tomorrow. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, 5.30 face-off show game at 7. Jay Woodcroft and the Edmonton Oilers hosting the New York Islanders. Of course, more from Ken Holland as we move along tonight. Craig McTavish is going to join me between 6.30 and 7. This is Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Capitals lead the Canadians 4-1 halfway through the second period. Also in the second, Penguins up 1-0 on the Senators. Hurricanes lead Boston 2-zip. It's 1-1 between the Blue Jackets and the Sabres. Still to come tonight, Toronto is at Calgary, and the Lightning are going to play the Avalanche, Oilers, and Islanders tomorrow. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers for the rest of the season. And then we shall see, as uh, the Oilers have had a few problems this year, especially recently as they've uh, gone just 17 uh, pardon me 7 13 and 3 over their last 23 games goaltending has been an issue as well I, I know I talked extensively about goaltending uh, I don't even remember now three or four weeks ago maybe maybe a little longer ago than that and looked at the Oilers save percentage compared to the league save percentage it's still well below uh, average but yeah, I mean probably it's, it's always hard to kind of go with a what-if here, but probably if the Oilers had average goaltending in terms of a save percentage, they'd, they'd probably have five or six more points. I mean, we're not talking about them being at the top of the division. Maybe they'd have, you know, 54, 55 points and be uh, up in second place with LA and Anaheim as opposed to uh, out, of the, out of the playoffs right now. But uh, Ken Holland was asked today, all right, uh, are you planning on upgrading the goaltending? I think when both guys are healthy, uh, you know, two years ago, you know, I look at our goal, when both guys are healthy, we get good goaltending. Unfortunately, this year it's been, you know, Smitty was here for a couple of games and Smitty's out and, and then we got to run out Miko, you know, we got to overplay Miko and then, um, you know, now Smitty comes back, now Miko's got COVID and can't really take him to California because if we take him to California next week, he can't get back into Canada because of the quarantine period. So, you know, he's out for five games. So it's been, I, I just think it's, they just, uh, it was designed so that they would both play kind of 50-50 and then we haven't really had that the entire the entire season so i just i think that we've put undue strain on 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 on, on our on our goaltenders because of 
these circumstances. All right. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Really, really, really interested to see who Jay Woodcroft starts tomorrow. A lot of us were surprised that Mike Smith started last night. Now, Mike Smith didn't lose the game despite the first two shots going in. The Oilers, again, gave up way too many great A opportunities. Now, Mike Smith was still the second-best goalie on the ice because Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought, had an awesome game. Um, but still, I, I was surprised it was Smith. Koskinen is still in COVID protocol. Is Jay Woodcroft going to come in and say, well, Smith, you're the veteran. You're trying to get back up to speed. I'm going to go with you. Or is he going to say, I know Stuart Skinner from the farm. And a lot of guys Woodcroft does know. Here, here are players on the Oilers roster that Woodcroft has coached with the Condors. Stuart Skinner, William Lagason, Ryan McLeod, Tyler Benson, Kyler Yamamoto, Evan Bouchard, Marcus Niemalainen, and Philip Roberg. The last two guys were called up today. As Duncan Keith has gone on injured reserve, he'll be out two to four weeks. Zach Cassian has a broken jaw, took a puck to the face. He's out four to eight weeks. He's on long-term injured reserve. Kyle Turris goes on injured reserve as well. So Niemalainen and Broberg called up. Craig McTavish will chime in next. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chad. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.